Hello. Yo, yo. Hello. Oh, he didn't really do that in this one, though. At least not to oh, the bill. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, there was a little bit of it. It was un- more understandable, yeah. though, than. It was more understandable, though, than. I'm Batman. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a group of people. They should show you sanity. That is good. <laughs> Dude, I, that's I I love the third act of that movie. He's just like you wouldn't give it to an ordinary citizen. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah Bale's, Bale's Batman sounds like he needs oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely yeah. We'll get into that a little bit though. I think that's a that's an aspect of this one that we'll talk about some. Um Okay, so uh, welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight I am joined by Justin Ayotte. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> He's a shitty dancer, if it helps. Uh, Milos. Right, the devil or Justin? Uh, the devil, I assume. I've never been in the same room with Justin. <laughs> oh, I'm a terrific dancer. <laughs> uh, Thank you for it. Sure. <laughs> hello, hello. And Josh will be joining us shortly. He was uh doing, he was doing something. Okay. Running and, and we are here to review uh the movie of the month, it appears. Um Matt Reeves the Batman. Uh and, be- yep. and before we get into that, there is there was some recent uh DC yep, film yep. release release moves made lately uh so apparently 2022 being the year of dc not so much um (laughs) so i think the if i remember this correctly the legion of super pets cartoon is being moved to july which was i don't have exact dates in front of me but that was the the date that was originally set for black adam which has been moved to october um Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has been moved to March of 2023. Uh, the Flash has been moved to June of 2023. Ooh. And at least for Justin and I and any other fans of this particular end of the franchise, that Shazam 2 Fury of the, Fury of the Gods has been moved to December of 22. Yay. Yep. Which is actually a move up from where it was. Uh, yeah. So. That at least is positive. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it was supposed to come out in February, wasn't it? It was. I think it was slotted for that date that Aquaman Two is now in. It was supposed to come uh, out in March. Yeah. So some. Yeah, I know it there. was early twenty twenty three, but. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking so, of DC news, uh, Colin Farrell's uh, Penguin is getting his own TV show. Mm-hmm. I think we already knew that. I think they'd said that before this movie even came out. They announced it. It, it was officially made like today. That's yeah, it was officially. Oh yeah, announced. I think it, the official to series order was made yes. within the last couple of days. I just yeah. can't believe though they they're going through with that and not like the Gotham PD spinoff. I mean, you've got like one in my favorite Batman comic ever in Gotham Central, just like yeah. there to basically just do that. Oh yeah, the Gotham Central one is dead. Apparently, they decided not to do that. And it well, might I mean, actually I mean you could you could run kind of a almost like a Gotham Central ish kind of show through the penguin thing because I'm sure there's gonna be yeah, a lot I think of that was probably the idea that killed it. 
But I mean, yep. Gotham Central, the villains are never the main characters in it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I think if you switch the view of it, a lot of movie kind I can of see why up. they want to do it through Colin Farrell's character. A lot of the stuff in the movie kind of sets it up, given uh, you know the weird relationship that Batman has with the cops here. I mean, it sort of made sense to me. Um, so let's just go through and give our quick reviews of the movie before we get into more specific. Uh, we'll start with Justin, because I'm most curious what your view is. Um, I, uh, I liked it. I liked it more than I didn't like it. Um, there's aspects wow. of it that there's aspects of it that I didn't like, um, you know, with everything, you know, I'm not, it kind of seems like with this movie, a lot of people are either love it or hate it. Um, but I'm, I'm sad. I think, uh, you know, I'm sadly over the line a little bit into the like it category. Nice. Brendan. Uh, I loved it. I think this and Batman forever are like, objectively speaking like the best batman movies ever made um in terms of favorites it's probably like fourth i'd say um yeah big fan nice i did not realize you like batman forever that much on my rankings it's like fifth but i think strictly from like a story structure like writing standpoint it and this one are like the best like from a nice like if you're just judging like the script yeah. And okay. Milos will wait for Josh. Well, whenever Josh shows up, I'll ask him. But well, I Milos thought I was going to like it, but I absolutely loved it. Oh, nice. Um, I'm a Batman guy, so like for me, you know, if it's anything, man, I'm pretty much probably going to like it. Yeah. But man, like I, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. Yep. Absolutely loved it. I went. I went in with. Uh, I don't want to say zero expectations, but the the question I kept asking going in, and I believe I asked it several times on this show when we were talking about it and you know, on other shows, is how is this going to be any different from what Nolan did? Because it looks, you know, from the trailers and stuff, it looked very similar to me. And it was just my thought was like, unless you're going to go like a better version of the total camp direction that the Schumacher stuff went in, how is this going to be any different from what Nolan did? And it is, it's just in, I almost thought it was in like subtler ways than, you know, just going completely like, let's just do a 70s comic book thing. You know, I did enjoy it um, a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and Justin, I know I always get on your case for this, but I did feel the length at one point. Like, I could have very easily cut 25 minutes out of this and it would have been fine. Yeah, I um, think I th- yeah, I think pretty much like the like the entire flooding part, I think probably could have gone taken out. Yeah. We'll get into yeah, when we but get I into still, like even with the length of it being like three hours long, I still wasn't bothered by it. Yeah, it, it mostly yeah. flew by. Like, I'm you, you can definitely feel it. Like the length's yeah. definitely there, but at the same time, like it did not bother me at all. I normally Jeez, don't notice it. It didn't bother me that much. Like at no point did I want to like get up and leave. But there was a point, oh, yeah. an hour, an hour and forty minutes in, I was just like, "There's still another hour fifteen to this, really?" <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, I thought it was really well done. I I am really a fan of Reeves. I like the Planet of the Apes stuff a lot. I know we only did two of those. A lot of people yeah. think the whole trilogy, but um, but yeah, I mean, he he brought something to this that I. Didn't expect. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about Pattinson in regard in comparison to other Batman, so I'll hold that as well. Yeah. 
Um, Naturally. But yeah, yeah, who who wants to go through the plot on this? Because I saw this like a week ago, and my brain's all over the place. John, Let really quick, going off saying you said um, the Nolan comparison. I, I've seen that May a lot. Man, I like. I don't get people who are comparing this to Nolan. Like the approach well, I... is like, so different. Like Nolan, you know, his movies felt the need to like. You know, it was the it. He was the one who actually did that. Like, let's try to make this realistic, quote unquote, and like felt the yeah. need to like explain everything. This movie, like, it just like exists. Like, it doesn't feel the need to explain stuff, which oh, is I, I I love in the in I understood any it comic book movie. I understood. No, I'm not saying you said that. But yeah, it. yeah, I understood it once I start once I started to watch it. But it's like in the trailers, it wasn't it wasn't like drastically different enough from what Nolan did in the trailers and stuff for me not to go like. How is this going to be other than like stylistic differences because the costumes going to be different in the car and whatever? Like it had that same kind of like bleary dark thing that Nolan had a lot. And I was just like, how is this going to be any different? Um, and it really well, I think that's a big part of Gotham, so like, yeah, I think we had, and it know. was. Um, and we'll get into you know some of the particulars as we go on here. I feel like this is probably going to be one of our longer ones, really. But um, who wants to attempt the plot on this one? Because I saw this opening Thursday, and, and I've kind of watched a billion things since, and it's not really, other than the broad strokes, I don't know that I can really do that much. Yeah, I mean, all we need is the broad strokes. Anyone's listening has seen it. <laughs> um, I could try to tackle it if you want. Go for it. I'll throw in. Yeah, and I can. And then I saw it on. The gaps. Yeah, I yeah. saw it on Saturday, so I'm not much better than you. But I got a couple days. I saw it on Friday. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, it starts out with. Uh, honestly, I really like this. The uh, monologue, like uh, voiceover yes. thing. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yep. Um, as someone who reads the, as someone who reads the Batman comics now, it did kind of remind me of like the. I could see like the corner boxes of the like the dialogue in my head as I was watching it, which helped. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, so it starts off with you know uh, you just hear Pattinson's uh, uh, voice as doing a voiceover as they're going through, you know, basically Gotham City, you know, basically as New York City. That's basically what they're setting it as. You know, they even had their own version, yeah. like Times Square there. Anyway, uh, and then you cut to um, a... Oh, I think we lost uh, Josh. Um, and so you cut to... Um, the mayor. Him, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You cut to the mayor. Uh, and Riddler is in his house. And, well, a person's in his house. And somebody murders him. And so then we find out that there was, you know... A crime scene there and right I think uh, if I'm not mistaken right before Batman shows up there um, he goes to the subway and gets those guys that are looking like uh, uh, Darby Allen and um, <clears throat> and then he ends up going and being Gordon over at uh, the uh, mansion and uh, he's the mayor and you're underwater again. It doesn't. It doesn't start out with the monologue. That's the best part. It starts out with the stupid voyeurism and the creepy ballerina rehearsal. Hi, Josh. Oh, hi, Josh. There's the voice of reason. <laughs> am, am I on water? You are uh, not anymore. You were. You're not anymore. 
You're like uh, the third act of this movie, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, anyway, so um, we. Uh, so where was I? Oh, I was Mary, in the mansion. Mary dead. Mansions. Yeah. So. Uh, Batman ends up going to the crime scene. The cops are kind of like iffy on letting him in, um, which is kind of reminiscent of some of the ways that uh, the cops have behaved around Batman. And um, we find out he already has a history with Jim Gordon, and he you know, gets to see some of the evidence trying to put it together, and we find out that the Riddler left a card for Batman. Uh, I forget what this riddle was. It was, um, the, it was the why still thing. Oh yeah, he lies still. That's right. Oh, what is oh what does a liar do when he's dead? He throws yes. a cigarette over the boat to make it a cigarette lighter. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And there's the same riddle though. Or is, second a, murder. or is it a sparrow with a machine gun? Um and uh so let's see. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Th- so then he goes back to. Uh, yeah, I know. We're you know we're we're having fun with this. Uh, I'm trying to think through my head. Uh, um, you can do it, Justin. Thanks. I needed that confidence. <laughs> what um, a fucking Wikipedia page or something. Jesus. You, I mean, you want me to tag in? I mean, ba- right. bat. Go ahead. Yeah, Batman go solves. Oh my God. Riddler's trying to expose the corruption. Batman solves it. Uh, some side characters are there at the end. No man, look, everyone listens no to this. They've, they've seen the movie. Yeah. No, no man. You know what Justin's problem was, right? Justin's problem was there was something in the way. Nice. Now that that's out of the way, um, I guess we can start with uh, what did everyone think of Pattinson as Batman? <laughs> being very and I've never seen him in anything aside from uh, I saw like half of the first Twilight movie and hated it and I saw oh, dude I didn't I never touched Twilight I saw Warner for I a couple years ago and I was very skeptical of him as Batman just knowing just not knowing anything about him for one and then knowing what his reputation was uh, I for one actually really liked him in this role um I found it interesting that the movie decides to put him in the in the costume for about ninety percent of it. Um, he's not really, and I think he's way better in the costume than Bale ever was. He always seemed oh, to God. me to be really times better. He always Bale always seemed to me to be kind of uncomfortable doing all that shit, and just seemed like he never really wanted to be doing any of that shit and Pattinson just owns it. was like one of the worst in the costumes. I mean, I, yeah. I would say I like the, the fact that they didn't put him as Bruce Wayne that much. Well, he was more yeah, I mean, Batman than the he whole was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I mean, this it's movie really is well Well, I think the point of it is like he's not, you know, he says very early on, we, we should mention that, you know, in the when this movie starts, as opposed to the Nolan movies, where we see him initially become Batman, he's already been Batman for two years. Mm-hmm. And well, this is year two, basically setting. Right, he's kind of, year two, and he has the relationship with Gordon, where Gordon's giving him access to crime scenes and whatever. But um, one of the I think one of the important distinctions between this version and any other version that we've seen is that the way Pattinson plays it, he doesn't give a flying fuck about being Bruce Wayne. He's, he's, oh, yeah. always, 
he's always Batman. Like yes. even when he's not in the when he's not in the costume, he's still basically functioning like Batman. Um, yeah, and, those few scenes that where he's actually is Bruce Wayne. Yep. Yeah, and, and to me, I mean, obviously they're planning on at least a trilogy of these, considering how well they're doing. Uh, I would think that any character arc that Pattinson has be will involve you know, him becoming more comfortable with being explained in a in a real way over the course of the film. Yes. Um, and I also just find that that pretty much it made Alfred unnecessary in a way because you know to me to me Alfred has always seemed to be the character that keeps tries to keep him in balance between Bruce Wayne and Batman. And this movie doesn't even try to do that. It's just like, fuck it. He's going to, yeah, he's there, but he's not really necessary. Yeah. And I mean, most of that, jumping back to Rob Pattinson is like, if you go back to the last couple of movies, so obviously I didn't do any twilight, but he, he was fabulous in Tenet. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was the lighthouse. uh, He was in the last season, which was another, like his last couple of roles were like, we really, Good, as far yeah. as acting goes. I know um, he was fabulous. Like he's house, completely turned around see. the narrative on him. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. he's the no lighthouse, the good time, Hill. tenant, yeah. high life. And if he hadn't oh, before yeah. those, this certainly would do that. I feel. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I uh, the only things I've really seen him in besides this was the Twilight stuff because I have uh, sisters and yeah, they were have- very much. They were very much into the Twilight movies, so I've seen at least the first two, I think. Um, not I'm really sorry. by choice. Your life is but... made better for that, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it very much illuminated my life. And um, so, yeah, but, you know, kind of jumping on what you guys said. Um, yeah, he was he was an awful Bruce Wayne, uh, but I get it for this movie. Like, that's what they were kind of going for, that he's yeah. kind of more Batman all the time. Um, yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really liked him. Uh, I well, I sincerely really liked him. I I thought he was okay as uh, Batman. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought that he um, he played well for what they were doing. Um, he does kind of come off a little weird at times, um, but I think that's just because Robert Pattinson is a weird guy, so he you know just plays it weird and. Um, uh, I, I will jump on the Alfred thing of there should have been more Alfred, and that was one of my negatives yeah. about it is that there wasn't enough Alfred because, um, you know, he is that balance. He is that guy that tries to keep Bruce Wayne being Bruce Wayne, like, you know, so that way he doesn't go too far into the, you know, the dressing up as a bat at night. You know what I mean? He kind of tries to keep him grounded a little bit into reality. Yeah. I feel like yeah, if, it, there, if when the. When the sequels come, he's gonna do more. I feel like. Oh yeah, definitely. But it was yeah. kind of, it was kind of, he was almost kind of wasted here. Like mm-hmm. when he got cast, I was like, oh, that's gonna be great. And then he does even less than Jeremy Irons did. <laughs> exactly. And I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of looking surprising. forward to. Uh, well, I was looking but forward to what they were doing. One, one scene where he only really shines was the scene in the hospital where he tells. Yeah, that uh, was a great scene. That. Uh, like yeah, his whole really... his whole purpose in the movie was to just to get to that scene. Exactly. Yeah, that that's, that's what I was gonna say. Exactly yeah. that. Like that, that scene was why he was in this movie. Yep. Yeah. He... I also really liked Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. Uh, yeah, I thought he was yeah. wonderful. Um, 
Honestly, he's probably my favorite Gordon out of the ones we've gotten. Uh, yeah, uh, I, prefer, I prefer him to Oldman. And I don't know. I detective Gordon. Not yet. I don't. I don't know. I th- I think uh, I think Jeffrey Wright did okay um, in what he was yeah. given, but I mean they really like give him a ton to do. I mean, you know, he didn't really have the greatest lines. It was like. Uh, no, like, 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 in terms of like, I guess, like acting ability or whatever. Like, they didn't give him. Like, oh. obviously, he was in it a lot. But, he's but in I a mean, lot. But yeah. he's like, but he's just more. It seems like he's just more of like the reaction to everything Batman does because Batman doesn't say a lot. So he's just more of the. Oh, what do you think he's doing? Yeah. Oh, what I, do you I think he's say, trying yeah. to say. Him and Pattinson had a great comedic scene in the uh, in the police uh, Gotham PD headquarters. When he oh, said, he just oh yeah, yeah, tape. yeah. That's that's one thing I'll compliment this film on. Mm. I think comic book movies these days are like incredibly unfunny. You have it's either the Suicide Squad where it's just like joke after joke after joke that are just so incredibly unfunny in my opinion, or, or Marvel the MCU does where the movie will be serious but then undercut dramatic moments with humor, which just, like, ruins the scenes for me. This movie is, like, for me, this and, like, Shazam are the blueprint on, like, how to do a comic book movie that, you know, the story is, like, you know, there's serious stakes, but, like, actually have humor in it. Like, the humor in this, like, it all landed for me, especially, yeah, that, that scene with them in the GCPD where he's, like, okay, just punch me, run out the door, and, you know, go there, there, and then you're out. And then later he's, like, oh, dude, you could have pulled that punch, man. What the hell? <laughs> I did pull the punch. I did, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, P- Pattinson, I loved him. He, him and Keaton are now my two favorites. Um, when it comes to Batman, I feel like there's two ways you can do it. You make Bruce Wayne either, you know, the billionaire playboy that's out partying or the complete recluse weirdo. In the comics, I like the playboy. But for whatever reason, in the movies, I like him to be kind of just the weirdo who's yeah, you you know, were... not connected. Like, that's why one of my favorite scenes in the Keaton movie is when a uh, Oh god, I'm forgetting the chick's name from '89. She goes to his house and, Vicky and they're having dinner. Yeah, Vicky Vale, and they sit at opposite ends of the table. I'm like, God, what a weirdo! I oh. love this. Yeah, <laughs> like Pattinson, Pass he was salt. just like Keaton, and just he's such a freaking weirdo. I, uh, yeah, in the movies, that's the approach I prefer. So I definitely love that. And his Batman, his I think he has the like when he's actually Batman. He had probably the best like on-screen presence I've ever seen out of Batman. Like um, that opening scene where he goes or when he first meets up with Gordon, I just love all the uh, cops' reaction to him. They're all just like they're either mm. weirded out by him or just like you can tell they're kind of like scared of him. Yep. And uh, kind of going off what you had said, John, I think they will give his Bruce Wayne an arc of you know this whole movie is basically him realizing at the end, oh, hey, Bruce Wayne can make the difference too. And I think next movie now you'll see him. Being more kind of out there as Bruce Wayne, trying to you know use the billions to whatever help the city, which yep. uh, I feel like aside New from philanthropic work as well. Yeah, aside from really Bale's third movie, they never have really tried to like give Bruce Wayne the arc in terms of, like his character changing. You know, like Keaton, he's essentially the same person in Batman '89 and Returns. His Bruce Wayne, mm. and uh, I like the idea that they'll change Pattinson's Bruce as these go along. 
Yeah. To, to kind of jump on uh, what you were saying there about a couple of things. Uh, I did. I, I agree with you about how like the cops were like looking at him weird or whatever. And that kind of reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, some of the some of the reactions he'd get in like the animated series where like, you know, yeah. um, you know, some people liked him, some people hated him. Like, obviously, whatever it was around Bullock, he was always like, you know, whatever. And that's what that Martinez guy kind of reminded me of. Um, and then uh, on your thing about uh, Keaton, um, I, I think I think that's why it was good having like a comedic actor in that movie because he he could like basically he knows like Michael Keaton himself knows that this is weird that like you know this yeah. guy lives in this weird house you know what I mean so he was able to kind of like make those like self deprecating kind of jokes about Bruce Wayne in there, you know, where he's like, you want to eat in like another room, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and you know, so I, I get what you mean. It, it does come off weird, but it's kind of like a, like a jokey weird, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's weird intentionally. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Brendan, I think you're right about the, the presence that Pat, Pattinson generates. Um, I, you know, and I know the comics have kind of leaned into this, Hard over the last 20 years or whatever anyway but i kind of liked an approach that wasn't like the the batman as ninja thing where like you know that that scene that justin brought up where he where he confronts all the guys in the face paint and he doesn't like drop off a building and kick the shit out of him you you hear him like walking toward them and the way the sound yeah. plays out you just hear like thump thump as he's yeah. getting closer that that actually caught me i was like oh he's gonna show up guys um and reeves films action way better than no one ever did oh my uh, this is the best action you know. in a batman movie oh, yeah. ever like i remember I said, like, it's not even close i remember seeing uh batman begins the first time and being like i oh, thought dude. i saw an arm in that scene somewhere more uh, like the background fighters in the dark knight rises the third act of that movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, and there's not. If you, and there's uh, not... Oh. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. If, I mean, if you remember the at least the Planet of the Eight movies that he did, um, you know the action stuff in there. You know, he was uh, Matt Reeves has always been kind of good at doing action stuff and you know really really stylizing you know his type of action. You know, so it kind of makes sense that he would bring that to the Batman. Yeah, no, he did especially in this more detective version one of them. Yes. Yep. And, I uh, did the last thing I'll where he was more he was actually more of a more of a detective in a way, more than they've done in any of the other movies at least. And you probably could take it even further than this does, but it was definitely more than any of the other films attempted. Yeah, I mean the closest you got was they kind of tried to like half ass him like trying to figure out the Joker's plans in a dark night, but that was pretty yeah. much the closest you got. And one final thing I'll add about Pattinson. You know, they don't show the Wayne's game killed. I mean, they obviously, you know, talk about it throughout the film, but I would, this is by far my, my favorite introduction of like Batman with him doing that monologue at the beginning, because one nails, like everything he's saying is so spot on about like what Batman is. And I love how basically the first kind of those scenes conclude with him seeing the, uh, Gordon tells him that he asked Gordon, how, how did you guys like find the dead mayor? He says his son found him. Uh, Batman looks at him and then the scene just ends there and I'm like yes that is like that is how you introduce him without showing the Wayne's death you know like everyone knows I thought yeah that introduction is so good I thought 
And I thought, I and thought, I thought, and if you're gonna, uh, not to interrupt, but like, uh, just jumping off of that point with the kid, I thought using him as like a tie kind of throughout the movie, I thought yeah, that was a really, like that. that was really good of, of what they did because, you know, you had him right there at the beginning, you had him during the, uh, you know the funeral scene. You and know, pretty much end. all the, all the main action—not yes. really even action parts, but like all the main like story parts. You know, yes. you had this relationship between Batman and the kid, and and him. Not, I guess, not necessarily like trying to save himself through this kid, but like you could see, like you no, know, if, it, like like they're connecting on a level, and you know, if yes. he can connect with this kid, he can connect with everybody. Yeah, it's him know? realizing that you know this kid will have someone to save him that like that someone wasn't there for him that's basically exactly. what the whole like end of the film is which yeah. i was curious justin i <laughs> i was curious to ask you about this because the end of this film is this is this what because you said you were curious about my thoughts on yeah. something okay because i'm not saying the end of the film is like almost an anti-batman <sighs> message but it does write along those lines of like maybe this Gotham doesn't need Batman as much. It needs more Bruce Wayne. And I, and I could see where maybe you didn't like that. Because it, it almost reminded me of uh, Tom King's The Button when uh, Thomas Wayne and that told him, just like, stop being Batman, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because see, I, I actually didn't mind The Button all that much. I, no, I, um, I really like The Button. Yeah. yeah I, I know. But, you uh, I remember. but, but I yeah. Maybe I could see a scenario where you did not like that message. But um, I could see going either way. I don't know. The I mean, better than the crappy thing it led to. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you know, unlike some other reviewers on the internet, I don't have any problems with like Batman being the firefighter if he needs to, um, you know. And yeah, I mean, obviously, God needs both Bruce Wayne and Batman. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, he's both, and there's a reason why a lot of people focus on both because you need kind of that dichotomy so that way you can show the person in the mask and it depends on which one you think is the person and which one you think is the mask you know most of the right. time most of the time Bruce Wayne is the mask you know but um yeah but you um you know it, it kind of helps him kind of become more human in a way like I get that people like him as like oh he's like this supernatural creature of the night or whatever sometimes or you know he's like this super like you know uh vigilante you know who cares what the police say i'm gonna go and take matters into my own hands type of guy but but uh but it is it is good to have um you know sometimes the the guy who goes and kicks ass needs to just reach out a hand and you know put a kid on a helicopter you know what i mean like yeah. you know and and i mean I can see why people wouldn't like that ending with him and stuff, but um, I mean, I didn't really mind it all that much. I just didn't like the the third act in general, kind of with this whole like you know blowing up the seawalls and blah blah blah. It it reminded me too much of the Dark Knight, where um, with like the hospitals and the you know you gotta save you can't save them all. You know what I mean? Like like it, it was almost like they it wasn't good enough. 
the Riddler just did riddles. Like he had to be like, you know, he had to try to destroy the city. Like, yeah. and I would have just been perfectly fine with it ending pretty much like in the yeah. Arkham thing. Just and if they had, yeah, and mm-hmm. then maybe if they added like, I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes or whatever of like an ending. So that way you can see like them wrapping everything up. I don't think he needed to go like, you know, go that far or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but no, I, I get what you're saying about like how I guess it's, I mean, I can see what, how it's like an antithesis of Batman, but I mean, anybody who like, reads like all the Batman and watches all of the Batman stuff I mean you can see that he has that kind of stuff in him because I mean oh yeah you know and, mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah so I mean I, I didn't really have a bigger problem with that no yeah you're totally yeah. right like I went to my comic shop the week after this came out and like I was talking to people and like everyone there they were like oh no that like totally made sense like mm. totally Batman <laughs> yep did anyone else see the internet theory that that kid is going to be Tim Drake Slim Tim Mm. I mean, I. It's hard to see this Pattinson having a, a Robin, really. Yeah, I don't see it either. I mean, but I would love to see Dick Grayson, but I mean, like, depending if this is gonna be exist. a trilogy, really depending on what they're gonna do with like movies two and three, and be something happens with it. But now it's like way too early to set up any Robin. Connection. Yeah, and and I mean they're doing a Batgirl movie. I honestly think at this point, if they decide to do Nightwing, Robin, they'll just give them their own movie that's like in its own yeah. universe and just say they're oh, kind of doing Titans with them, so you kind of get. I Nightwing think uh, I think so. the Batgirl movie is going to be part of the DCEU because I think J.K. Simmons is playing her dad. And yeah, but. Yeah, but so is um, Keaton. Keaton's in that movie as Batman. Yeah. So yeah. I have no idea what the hell universe that is, that is in. So. And that's so when you consider that Keaton is going to be in Flash as well. So like, Oh, yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know. All I, was, all I want to say is, I mean, I'm going to probably touch up on this later, but I want to see a movie in which uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman and Kravitz is Selena Kyle meet up. Because <laughs> I think they would be like, you know, especially with their like other daughter relationship, because you know he basically raised her. Like, I think that would be something cool to see. Um, I have to ask the question: What did everybody think of Paul Dano's Riddler? I, uh, I be sort of. I mean, it was a good performance. I'm not gonna. I want to credit him at least as far as that. I thought it was a good, solid performance, particularly the. The Arkham scene, uh, but just from the way it's written, he just seemed the whole thing with him just seems kind of extraneous. Like you could have made this a Batman. Yeah, a Batman it's, it's the character like they went way overboard with the character himself. Like, yeah. The performance was fantastic. I almost kind of feel like I almost kind of feel like Reeves presented Warner Brothers with a Batman versus the Mafia movie, and then they went, uh, "Yeah, but one of the villains at least has to be in here." So they like made him put the Riddler in somewhere. Well, I mean, it, like Riddler was just the conduit to expose all the guys. Um, for me, I thought writing for him, great performance. Uh, parts about like, for example, the Arkham scene, like when he's just screaming, like no, no. I was like laughing at that honestly. Um, I, I think uh, he was like again. I I think for the movie as a singular thing, you know, well written character, but it's just like it's not the Riddler yeah. really. Which is a shame because I, every other character I thought like, 
embodied like what I like about them, but like the Riddler's like it's not even recognizable to what he's in the comics. And maybe maybe this will be an unpopular opinion. And I'm ready to get flamed for it, but I found myself like you're I think everything you say about that is correct. But at the same time, like I found myself going, well yeah, but this version of the Riddler is actually doing everything that the Joker in the in the Nolan movies talked about doing. And like talked about doing in like a larger societal sense. Like all the all that went through my head during that the scene in Arkham was the stuff in the Dark Knight interrogation scene where where Joker was like make conditions shitty enough and everyone will just turn on each other. Like the Riddler actually does that. He's way know? more successful than Ledger's Joker was. <laughs> yes. So I mean I don't think it I don't think it compares to Ledger performance wise. I mean he had yeah. some moments. Um but I do and Josh, I have to ask, uh knowing your predilections in certain directions, did it bother you that he had a January sixth mob? Uh I just didn't buy it. I mean, like yeah. I don't think he would have had influence. Oh dude, come on. On the, on those dark corners of 4chan Reddit. Oh my goodness. I guarantee he, he had a Discord channel going, I bet, where they were talking every day about how much they hate society, like the Joker. Oh, man. Well, all right. Oh, so yeah. In today's society, probably. Recently, we watched. But he just, he, I think he just went into the whole overboard uh, on the character. Like, it's not something you would expect out of the Riddler. Oh, yeah. You know? Like I said, it's not the Riddler the character. No. Yeah. I mean, he was Jigsaw. It's not, yeah. He was totally Jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I do have to say, Josh, and this is how well we all know each other now over all these years, but even as I was watching it and, like, he has that mob of people, I was just like, and this is the moment where Josh is going to hate this fucking movie. <laughs> no, I hated it way before I that. Was, no, I, I was, was, was going to say, he hated it way before that. We, we recently watched that year, and I had never seen the whole show. And I think in the last season or the second to last season, there's, like, a... Uh, a doomsday killer who basically kills off the book of revelation and he did the same thing where he's got like his little online forums and puts up his videos and he recruited followers and he got two so i mean like that's what would have happened like this guy wasn't even around long enough to gain that much of a following and like the scene where you see uh you know pattinson trying to be bruce and there's like protesters on the street holding up like riddler support signs I'm like, this is right out of the Nolan trilogy, but it's not earned. They just did it. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm more partial to uh Gorshin and Glover. So Oh yeah. Even when you better. go back to the fact that he was basically I think they said he was posting there for months. Well, well I did so see people like... complaining online that like I can't believe he only had five hundred followers and I was like, No 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 no. That is <laughs> That is, if That's anything, kinda, yeah. quite amazing that he has 500 followers. Yeah, he probably should have had less. For a couple than that. of months, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, w- I was, I was definitely not a fan of this Riddler. I, uh, you know, I mean, I very much like, uh, you know, the problem with the Riddler is that um, they either make him too much like the Joker, or they try to make him as much less as the Joker as possible. And they can never really find like that that middle ground where like, you know, the Riddler kind of lives and I mean I know everybody's gonna be like Justin hates everything but the animated series. But I think no, in the animated series they did I think I think in the animated series they did the, the Riddler the best because they kind of took that like jokiness about him. 
but they also had like a more serious like you know he's a guy in a suit or whatever type of deal yeah where like where like in like carrie's version you know way too over the top you know and jokey and stuff but that's because that's who jim carrey is and yep. then in this yeah. one he's way too much like uh like school shooter vibes you know what i mean and it's like it's like riddler's not like that like that's not yeah. who the riddler is and blame the arkham games because yeah. the guy mm. I forget who he is right now but the guy who did the riddler's voice and like yeah. mannerisms he nailed it but then in arkham city when you find him and you go to his actual traps it's pretty much just Jigsaw. So that's mm-hmm. what they did with this one. But he didn't have the personality of the Riddler to go along with it. Yeah. Yep. And I, I mean, mean I'm... And, and with Dan, not to jump on you, John, but um, I am, I'm a fan of Dan, Paul Dano and what he does in most stuff. Um, I think with what he had to work with, this was a good performance from him, but he wasn't the Riddler. And so if we're basing it on the Riddler, because that's what happens when you put like names on these people. Just like with the Dark Knight, it's um, you know, once you put names on these people, there's an expectation that goes with it. And he just yeah. not the Riddler. I also thought that the there's Riddles an expectation that goes terrible. with it to fans though. Like I don't think your average person goes, you know, this isn't the Riddler. I mean, obviously we've all read we've all read Batman to some extent or another. And I mean, I've I've read pretty much every what I'll call mainline Batman comic for the last eleven years, and I would my reading of the Riddler has always been, you know, that he's kind of like this cold, calculating guy who's given to occasional fits of insanity when he comes up with the riddles and stuff. And the big thing that none of the movie versions of him have ever really nailed for me is like I've always kind of read him as like. He's this guy who thinks he's intellectually superior to everyone. Mm. And, you know, and none of the movie versions, I guess there really only have been two now, but no live action version of it that I've ever seen has ever gotten that. Um, Based on like a real life person to compare the Riddler to, I would say that almost, I'm not going to say it's the best comparison, but it's the closest we got. Is uh, Elon Musk? You motherfucker! I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Like, 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 take his personality, but like, but like, get him, get him when he's smoking weed on Joe Rogan. Like, <laughs> like that's like that that's 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 like the Riddler. If you can get like what he is at the conferences, mixed with a little bit of him, you know, smoking dope yeah. with Joe. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give yeah. Dan, I'll give Dano this. Riddler's been in, correct me if I'm wrong, three live-action movies, Batman yep. 66, Forever, and this one. Yep. I think he has probably yep. the best Riddles out of all of them because Frank Gorshin uh, is the best live-action Riddler, in my opinion. But 66 movie, his Riddles, in my opinion, aren't that good compared to the show. Uh, Jim Carrey, Forever, again, performance, just a little too over the top. His Riddles aren't that, like, even, like, you mean, hard, you mean in my you opinion. Don't... You this mean you one, don't like the you don't like the riddle of what weighs six ounces sits <laughs> in a tree? It is very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> this one I'll say uh, I do like how Batman's like able to figure out the riddles and like the average person in the theater could not figure them out. <laughs> so my problem there is, and I thought the, the riddles sucked, but um, 
you know, they dumb down Batman for the audience. So he gets like the vague ones immediately, but the super obvious ones he doesn't get because the audience doesn't get them. Yeah. Like the elementary Spanish type of thing. Yeah. Like, like that was insane. Mm. Um, you know, like he lies still, he got that because you, your average audience person isn't going to get that. But like, you know, rat with wings, I mean, back to the Arkham games, like that's the load screen dialogue of the Riddler as you're entering into the uh, stealth mode. He's, he's like, you know, just making fun of Batman. He's like, that's not even a riddle. It's just an insult because it's so obvious. Well, that's why, like, when I, when he was saying rat with wings and he was coming up with all these weird things, I'm like, a bat. Because yeah. that's that's literally what everybody, almost in every iteration of Batman, somebody at some point has like mentioned that Batman's just a rat with you know. There's okay. always been like a rat yeah. with wings type of thing, you know what I mean? We know that, but literally the person sitting next to me when they first said that, he goes, "Oh, he's talking about the Penguin." I'm like, uh, "No, bro, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee he's not." <laughs> now I had a question that maybe you guys can clarify for me with this. And this has to do more with the, the other aspect of it, like all the mafia and the corrupt, corrupt political stuff. So obviously they, they bring up in this movie that uh, at one point Thomas Wayne was running for mayor. And at some point a reporter was going to publish something disparaging about his wife. What was that? She was in and out out of the asylum. Yeah. 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 Really? And her family. Like, and her yeah, family they, they uh, showed, like, newspaper clippings of her in a straitjacket and shit. Yeah. This was supposed to be set in 2020, and people would still give a shit about that? The point that would tank no. somebody? Well, it's because no, no, of no, no, who no, they no, were no, in their was... and he would have run for mayor in probably, yeah. like, the late 90s or early yeah, 90s. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was running for mayor in 2001. <clears throat> so, yeah, that definitely still would have been a thing in 2001. Okay, I, I guess. Mean, I thought it... I thought it was going to be something like, because um, I, I thought, you know, I read a lot of these things. A lot of the mafia stuff even seemed like they were, there were kind of some scenes and maybe they were talking about uh, Falcone during those, but I thought it was something other than that. Like they were all, they were all talking about answering somebody higher than that. And I thought it was Court of, Court of Owls set up for the sequel. I thought Court of Owls would be in this. I really yeah. thought he, there would be something about them in, in it. I really thought that's where they were going for part of the movie. Not I think, like I think be that's the main villain, but like a, a reference maybe. But speaking of that reporter that was going to out Thomas Wayne, that is a reference to a certain Batman villain. Uh, Wasn't it Tommy Elliott's father? Hush, yeah. 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 I, 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 well, yeah, I thought like at one point, and I think even uh, there was a dialogue line when they went with Hush, something, something, Hush. Hush is, yeah, and, Hush is really Yeah, and the way too. they set up Riddler at one point, I was like, you're not going to do Hush in this movie, are they? Oh, my. I'd want him so much more over uh, freaking Joker in a sequel, like, uh, so over Joker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be I'm, honest with you. I, I, I mentioned this in um, our, uh, our Phantasm pod. I think the Joker is almost sometimes like the least interesting Batman villain, even though he's supposed to be like done to death. Yeah, it's just been so overdone, and you know, it's just like you know, let's you know, let's get a Man Bat movie. You know what I mean? So I also don't, I also don't like Barry Kogan at all, and don't need that at all. (laughs) So apparently, there's a deleted scene where Batman was going to go to Arkham before he catches the Riddler and talk to Joker. Mm-hmm. 
but I guess he's not Joker yet, but he was already caught by the Batman. So yes. Yeah, it was that's like his anniversary or something. Yeah, that, I that's what that... that's what Reeves said. He said that the dialogue was gonna be like, "Oh, came to visit me on our anniversary or whatever." Like it's been like a year since he put him in jail or put him in Arkham. Yeah, and you know that, and he like basically that like uh, the Riddler is like the same as you or something. I wonder if that's a nod to what uh, the third Nolan movie was supposed to be if Ledger hadn't died. Because they were going to do a whole thing with the essentially with the Joker as Hannibal Lecter helping the police catch Batman. I thought he was just supposed to be what Scarecrow was, being the judge in the uh, fake courthouse. No, at one at one point they were they were considering if he if he had lived, the idea was to you know they made Batman the fugitive at the end of Dark Knight, and they were going to have essentially the Joker was going to help the cops try to catch him in like a Hannibal Lecter sort of situation. Yeah. That would have been well, ridiculous. We did get a one Batman vil- villain for the f- or villain for the first time since what? 2004, good old Catwoman. Well, we yeah. got yeah. two that we've never had before. Listen, Brandon, don't um Brendan, don't uh this, okay, one of the top 25 actresses of our generation okay she is so spectacular in her acting okay i don't want to hear a word about anne hathaway's cat i I still think she played she is fantastic she's a good actress just not in that movie (laughs) i still think she played okay yeah keep keep thinking that um but yeah no we we got two villains that we've never seen before Okay. Any guesses? Two films uh, I've never seen before. What in this movie? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no. I'm sure, I'm sure it's some weird Joshism where it's like, oh yeah, in the background you could see <laughs> yeah. like the like no, the, they're, shoe they're of, the shoe they're, of the Mad Hatter or something. Are you gonna uh, say Tweedledee Tweedle with those two twins? I, I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the twin thugs. Because I thought of that when it was when oh, it was yeah. going. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the villain of this movie really should have been Victor's ass. Uh, yeah. Sure. I think I think well. I think that would have been I think that would have been more interesting than this weird like so, school shooter ro- or a Riddler guy. You so know what I mean, I do, think do I think that, having like but, oh that fuck, you're serious, yeah. John? I gotta ask you. Yep. How many Batwoman comparisons jumped out at you? Because goddamn, that was all I could think when I was watching this movie. You got your wing tower instead of the cave, and he's riding around on his government issue motorcycle with a registration as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. Where's it established that Kate Kane did? Wait, wait. Where is it established in this movie that that's like he's not using fake plates or anything like that? I mean, it's not ever said outright but he's riding it in his little like you know nightmare beach get up and then he's riding it again as regular bruce so i mean well um i'm sure um, that uh i'm i'm sure that he also has a uh a credit card with his name on it never leave the cave without it <laughs> most people have credit cards with their names on them Justin. no uh i'm talking about the batman i i know what you meant 
Um, <laughs> I did not make any uh, Batwoman comparisons because I've largely blocked that show out since we stopped reviewing oh, it. Oh my god, that's all I could think. Um, and just you stopped watching that show. You did bring up uh, Zoe Kraft. Um, I I was kind of neutral on it. Like she was she was good. I just I've never cared about Catwoman in any form whatsoever. And Even actually, the 2004 movie? No, oh, not really. Man. Even uh, Batman Returns? Good, so very latex. Returns when I was you know, locked up. 14, and that, you know, did certain things. But I will say, I, I think I'm also kind of, and Brendan, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this, after the overuse of Catwoman in the Tom King Batman run, I was just like, I didn't want anything to do with this character anymore. Well, after the use in the Tom King run, it was nice to actually see the character like, like not destroyed because, I mean, for me, it's between her and F- Kravitz and Pfeiffer for like my favorite because Halle Berry, yeah. terrible, and Hathaway, you know, despite being one of the top 25 actresses of all time at Justin, uh, you know, that's just so bad yeah sure maybe more like the huntress um she and then between her and pfeiffer i mean pfeiffer it's like love the performance but like it's definitely more like tim burton but just like both tim burton movies more like his interpretation of everything you know his yeah. weird ass interpretation i mean i thought she nailed like the like the sleekiness and like kind of like how like that sexy way Catwoman carries herself not just like i mean yes zoe kravitz is attractive but like just the way she walks like you know it's like touching everyone when she's like trying to get the information like i was like yes this is like the i don't know if you guys you know most people consider like the ed brubaker take on the character to be like the definitive one and i mean i thought she like kind of nailed that vibe a bit i mean yep. don't oh, discount I... lee, lee merriweather oh shit shit yeah no she's she's great too big she, i'd probably i'd probably have her or kravitz second i still have five first i'd say hey I, what, about, I, I, what I, about hey 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 what about eartha kit Come on. She wasn't in the movie. No, <laughs> but she played Catwoman. She showed Julie Newmar. She wasn't in the movie. Oh, that's true. I forgot that they had three different people play Catwoman. Oh, yeah, no, Julie's the best, but she wasn't in the movie, unfortunately. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, I thought Kravitz did a really good job with it. I just don't personally don't care about that character, never have. Yeah, I just so. felt like the movie was so long, the pacing was all over the place. They could have <sighs> cut out Catwoman and Penguin entirely. Penguin, I'd agree with. Yeah. And that Penguin uh, chasing uh, like took me right out of the movie. Yep, Catwoman, I thought was curious. I think with Penguin, they were like more trying to showcase whatever the hell they're gonna do with the TV show. And I'm gonna say this: I knew he was calling Farrell. But at no point could I actually recognize. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. I, I will s- the voice, the makeup, and I like I knew it was it was him. But every time he was on screen, I was trying to recognize him, and I couldn't. Yeah, he I, was, I, like, I could. say what you want about Penguin, but Colin was brilliant. I love the portrayal I, of the iceberg lounge in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of wanted the whole like giant thing that actually looked like an iceberg sitting in the water if they were going to mention that <laughs> yeah oh i kind of like going the keaton the you know the weird keaton route or like the playboy bail route. i feel like you have to either go it's a full-on like you know 
like you said, John, the penguin thing in there, or like a just disgusting, like dingy club, and you know they decided to go with you know disgusting dingy club. Yeah, and, uh, I thought Colin Farrell was great. My whole problem was, and maybe because I tend to, I tend to go into a lot of these franchise things with almost like too much foreknowledge, mm-hmm. uh, and it becomes like, oh, I know this character is here because they're setting up that show they're doing with him. Okay, you know, and if I didn't know that then maybe i would view it differently but he was he was very good it's just that's the moment where i felt like it kind of like the the uh end credits thing at, at the end of suicide squad which is purely set up for the peacemaker show down the road yeah. you know we have reviewed already um it beca- it just moments like that just become overweighed for me with oh well this is just here so they can spin it into this thing yeah and like even if like you love this movie and it's your favorite movie of all time like who watches this and it's like the one character who i want to spin off of penguin that's the one who needs his own spin off i wonder if it's just gonna be the show's just gonna be a larger mafia thing and it's just they use they need that name to sell it on basically maybe i mean i feel like commissioner gordon or gordon would be better sell than Penguin. I feel like he's definitely more popular. Yeah, character. but you still don't know who's gonna be in shows, so... True. So, so I, yeah. guess I'll, I guess I'll have the uh, different opinion here. Um, I actually didn't mind uh, Colin Farrell's uh, Penguin. I liked him. I and and I and I would say he I wouldn't say he was integral to the story, but I would say that you know I, I liked his addition to like the whole underworld thing. You know, it it very much reminded me of once again like more of the comics animated series aspect of it rather than the um, you know Burton movie where he's just like you know this weird penguin guy who's oh. trying to find his parents. Uh, but like, yep. he's no Burton penguin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look, Danny DeVito is the goat just because of how weird he played that thing. But, um, you know, I I didn't mind Colin Farrell's Penguin. And I get that it kind of turned into a Fast and Furious thing with the highway scene or whatever. And that was mostly just because they wanted to show off the Batmobile. Yeah, you needed a scene to show off. Yeah. But, um, I mean, even if you took that out, though, I think think it was good, like, setting up – what that penguin's gonna be in this universe, and I liked, and that kind of feeds into the whole like um, uh, aspect of like this lived-in aspect of this universe, which I really liked. I really liked the fact that like it feels lived-in. Yeah, yeah if yeah, it feels lived-in, and it feels like you know, it it's not like you're seeing everybody's origins. Like, oh, here's the here's how the penguin becomes the penguin. It's like no, yes. the penguin has been the penguin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like. You know, and he, and Batman's already kind of had a history, you know, with the you know the little Joker nod or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I like how, you know, it's not really like, um, oh, all of a sudden Catwoman becomes Catwoman, Penguin becomes Penguin, Joker becomes Joker. Like how they do with all of these, where they give like a, every movie has like an origin for the villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I just like that. You know, and I yeah. and I think he did an all right job. And you know what? I could tell it was Colin Farrell. <laughs> Go, going yeah. off that, Justin, um, the lived-in aspect, I give big credit to a Greg Frazier, who was the uh, director of photography on this movie. Mm. He proves that you know, because one one of my biggest complaints about MCU movies is that they're so ugly and just like you can just tell they're all everything's shot on sets like with CGI backgrounds. Like this feels like a 
lived in Gotham. The color palette of this movie, mm. so good. Like that that nice like warm like orangey red it has. Like not that yeah. gray sludge that Marvel movies have. I would say this and Burton have by far the best portrayal of Gotham. You know, Adam West, love him, but I mean, his Gotham's just like, it's just a, a sunny city. Uh, Nolan's, it's just, it's just a dark Chicago. Yeah. This one, yeah. Uh, this one, Burton are the only ones for me that like, like actually feel like I'm like in Gotham from the comics because they typically portray it as kind of the, we, more like a, you know, there's blimps flying everywhere, kind of like animated series Burton look, or the like, kind of like, you know, like Blade Runner noir kind of thing, which is what this movie went for, which I really like that. Yeah, he also we shot know- Dune, so yeah, it's been a great year for blockbusters, actually not looking like dog shit like they have for many years. You know, they actually mm-hmm. looked good. Do we know where the Gotham stuff was actually shot? Glasgow. Um, London, or, or maybe Glasgow. Glasgow, Scotland? Yeah. Nice. That's uh, interesting. On, on Colin Farrell, I liked him, but uh, he was probably, in terms of writing, my, my biggest problem with the movie is like, uh, right after that whole car chase, Gordon, for no reason, doesn't arrest Penguin on the spot. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, it's not as bad as, say, like, you know, Dark Knight, where Harvey Dent trusts uh, Ramirez and not Harvey Bullock to just take him and Rachel away, or like when Batman doesn't tell the cops about the Joker hostages because. Nolan wants a cool action scene. Again, that's why I appreciate this in Batman Forever. Best best Batman scripts. But like just that moment, I just took me. I was like, dude, just arrest this guy. You've got him like illegally trading guns, uh, caught a dead body in his tr- actually he might not have seen the dead body in the trunk, but there was a dead body in his trunk. And you know, you just he just caused like a 30 car pile up on Gotham Highway. Yeah, but at, at this point, like you're already finding out that like most of the cops, especially after he just made that escape from the precinct, like, you know, that they're in his pocket, you know, and, True, and that, mean, you know, so I mean, like it's kind of difficult. Cause a so. pile up like that, Justin, like the yeah. National Guard's coming in. Yeah, I mean, he just like mm-hmm. leaves him there and they do it for like a, you know, they, you know, it's like, oh my God, you're just going to leave me tied up and they walk away. That was the one moment. That was, for me, that's the worst written like moment in the whole film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Um. Yeah. What do we think of all the? Can someone explain to me all the stuff with the renewal fund and stuff? Like that everybody was crooked in this town. Basically, is what I'm to take out of a lot much. of that. I mean, it's well, just they, they made their careers. Train, like was the put the money, but once he died, the fund was there for the taking. So yeah. Okay. So then somehow Falcone ends up at the head of it, like, and he's basically running the entire city. Well, Falcone's so, placed there by, by the city, essentially. That's This, the, is, right. this is what didn't work for me, because, first of all, the renewal fund wouldn't be in perpetuity unless Bruce was still paying for it. And the fact that Bruce and Alfred didn't ever check that money is insane. I mean, I'll buy that. Like, you know, this Bruce doesn't like go outside for two years and he doesn't care, but Alfred would definitely be looking into it. If that's like his best friend, Mm. we're led to believe that like Thomas Wayne is the villain of the movie. And I'm, you know, definitely going to buy that from what the movie showed, but the whole thing with Falcone being like the snitch, he's not a real snitch. He basically just screwed Maroney there's no way Penguin and everyone else in his organization wouldn't have known about that 
because they're yeah. involved with the illegal drops that like nobody's supposed to know even exist anymore. Yeah. I just thought that whole thing was kind of <clears throat> either poorly written or just sort of ambiguously written to the point where I was just like, I don't really even comprehend yeah. this. Yeah, it was, just, it was they, supposed they, to they be. The most ambiguous, okay. like the specifics. I mean, all we're really told is that Falcone gave up. Uh, I can't remember who was running the drug stuff before him. I'm Maroni. The name. Or, uh, Maroni. Maroni. Yeah. Maroni. Yep. And, uh, you know, then he was essentially placed there by the city to, to be leading it instead. Because Maroni had the uh, lion's share of apparently all the trade. He's taken out. I guess Falcone, you know, gives them info that's like a clear smoking gun on him. Which, I mean, that makes sense that he would have a clear smoking gun on him. And then the city basically make the deal like, okay, we're going to bust him. We'll all make our careers off this. And you can, uh, you know take it over just you know make sure you're not killing people make sure you know the violence tries to stay down that's pretty much the deal they make that's why like the opening scene of the film when the mayor's re-watching the debate the uh the eventually new mayor's calling him out on like hey crime's been rising again despite this big drug bust you know what's going on yep thank you for the explanation of that because that was the that was actually the part of the movie where i started to feel the length that kind of fade out a little bit i was like i don't understand what they're doing here yeah um, i think i think unfortunately it was just their way of trying to like um show that thomas wayne isn't like the saint that bruce makes him all the time and try to kind of like you know put put something you know in it making bruce think that he's like you know just as crooked as everybody else is or whatever and i just thought yeah i wasn't a huge fan of that angle of it and like you know them trying to drag in thomas wayne into all of this stuff and i mean you know plus it's kind of weird like how how would these people and he keeps saying that it was like a a a fully funded um with nobody looking with no oversight how do you have no oversight on a charitable fund to a city the irs would have been all over that if they had known that um there was all that going into it you know what i mean so i, I mean, don't know it, not even yeah. that the orphanage was closed so where was the mm. money going i mean exactly fudging a charitable fund i can buy it that someone can do that mm. we, we, many in real life examples of that <laughs> um what else did anyone think okay, I saw all this talk before because of you know some of the casting? Was anything aside from like the white privilege line? Was anything about this movie like SJW really? Because I didn't see anything. Well, uh, I mean, it was kind of like a yeah, it was yeah, it was an, it was an underlining thing. I mean, I mean never like, it only came up to the surface really between like Catwoman, Catwoman and uh and uh, Batman, like when she'd bring up like these rich, powerful white guys or whatever. But, you know, but that's because, you know, technically uh, Falcone is supposed to be, you know, a rich, powerful white guy, even though he's played yeah. by a Hispanic man. Um, but, uh, you know, is he Italian? Yeah, he's Italian. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's wait, Italian. John, John, John is. Uh, he's Italian? That's like Italian name. Yeah. Always, you're you're thinking of like Wazamo. His sister, oh. his, his sister was in The Sopranos, and David Chase only cast Italian for that show. So, uh, I don't know. For some reason, I thought he was Hispanic. You're, too. you're thinking of Leguizamo. I am. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but anyway, um, you know, I think I think it just comes from the fact that like you know, it's kind of the thing now. 
but it's like whatever. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I I get the white. It wasn't totally in your face though, but like no, no, no. So it wasn't. That was like the surface level. The the underlying Mm -hmm. themes is definitely wokey shit. Because it was like you know the the Waynes are evil, the city is evil, and you need to basically like form a Antifa mob to come out on top and even have a fighting chance. So for me. Like, yeah, well, that was but, that was the Riddler. That was but the Riddler's whole, like, Antifa that was the mob are presented as the bad movie, guys, though. though. What? But Riddler's Antifa mob, they're presented as bad guys who kill innocent people. Yeah, but the mm. people didn't see them that way. So, like, for me, with the Nolan movies, the whole point of the Joker trying to make people lose faith in Harvey Dent, Harvey Dent was supposed to be, like, you know, this super upstanding morality guy who could never be broken, and joker's like look how easy i was able to do it and then he does the same thing to civilians and he's like you know you, you put these people in a desperate situation they'll turn on each other and they'll have nothing to believe in and then you know batman's like well, we'll just put it all on me make me the villain and the city needs someone to believe in that's all undone in the opening of the next movie but in dark knight it works in this movie gotham was a shithole nobody liked or trusted anybody and nobody would have aspired to anything so the message was basically like, you can't have law and order just to send into anarchy and be on your own. I mean, but but the end of the movie, you know, Riddler's whole thing was he wanted to be remembered, him and his Antifa boys. And the movie, the message is that they aren't. Like, he's going, you know, mad in Arkham at the end because, you know, the thing is Batman is saving people and that's what the news coverage is like right but it didn't make sense that he was going mad first of all they they ripped off seven he turns himself in Hmm. second of all he still has followers and he still went through with no man's land so like there's people who are in support of that yeah i mean he'll still have followers out of it uh, yeah yeah, he'll still have followers but i mean like the general population will clearly view him and his people as like villains well they were always going to but he wasn't trying to reach the general population yeah, honestly, it, it kind of it, it is kind of conflicting a little bit. Like, like you have like this underlying layer of like, like the uh, the aspect of like you know some of the you know social justice aspects of modern society, and then you do have like the Antifa kind of guys with Riddler and how they're made to seem like the villains. But I think the problem is is that like we see them as like the villains, but then there may be other people that see him as like the hero of the movie. You know what I mean? Up until he like, you know, floods the city. You know yeah, what I mean? Which they try is to go probably around, like, you know, rapidly yeah, online. Yeah, which so, is probably which is probably reason why they did the whole flooding the city part was to show that, yeah, no, this guy, even though you like what he he keeps saying about how like all these powerful men need to go down like he's a nut job and but so i i can see why that's why they added that third act in there but it's like i would have much rather have just left it the way it was and have people going uh you know riddler riddler was definitely in the wrong and then having other people go well was he and i think that would have been a more interesting end to the movie and like just definitively being like you know because i'm sure there are people that think that the riddler was right in what he was doing because i mean so for like extreme vigilante people you know who like condone like the punisher and shit like for the whole movie the riddler's only going after pretty much just the bad guys yeah and then in the third act he's like oh i'm just gonna kill anybody yeah yeah 
Now, I actually thought the movie was going to end when they caught him in the coffee shop. I didn't realize it was going to be another half an hour. Yep. Yeah, that's that. that yeah, yeah that's I what felt that was like that. way too early. Like, I there was something else coming. Yeah. Well, I wasn't timing it, and I just I thought it was over at that point, and I was like, "Wait, why are they still going?" Yeah. I was. There, uh... there, there was actually one moment in that that kind of confused me, and I was going to ask what you guys thought. There was that bit where he was up. Batman was up on the catwalk, like beating the shit out of the guy that attacked Catwoman. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, at one point, he stops doing that and he just jumps into the water. Was that just because he made the decision to go save people at that yeah. point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, like basically, like, and also uh, uh, Ben Shapiro, he brings that up in his review. He's the one that hates firefighters from earlier. Um, <laughs> and uh, he doesn't hate firefighters. Not the name drop. Not the name drop. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so he. Uh, yeah, so basically that was him, like, kind of, uh, I guess, baptizing himself as a new version of man. You know what I mean? That goes out and saves people rather than just goes around and beats up thugs or whatever. You know what okay. I mean? Like, you know, that I was kind of so that was kind of the idea. Up said, "I am vengeance," which was yeah. a stupid theme they had set up that like didn't really exist because no one was supposed to call him that. Like, it just happened one time, and then mm. people just started weirdly referring to him that way. I mean, unless and... he just, like, says that to people. Like, well, I mean, yeah, the, idea is that, like, the idea is him realizing like, that he's oh, walk- vengeance can't save this city. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean unless he's like... like at the Madison Square Garden, in which they call one of the juniors and they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm vengeance. And you have that moment where Batman is like, Oh crap! Like they picked yeah. that up for me. Yeah. Okay, I thought I thought he did something. He did something that I missed in there. So it was just a like, oh, clearly what I'm doing isn't working. So I'm gonna go do this instead. Okay. Because in the whole Riddler, like and Batman, like dynamic was Riddler. His point of view in this whole thing was like he was doing exactly the same thing Batman was doing, but he took it like. A step here because even their interactions, like doing this together, we're doing this together. Like I started it, let's finish it, and you know, and I think it's the towards the end in Act Three, which with Batman has to figure out, like, oh crap, I'm doing this wrong. Like, yeah, I think here's my uh... problem with that. I mean, you're absolutely right, but here's my problem with the execution. If mm-hmm. there wasn't the thing with Falcone and Thomas Wayne, Batman never would have given a shit because all he was doing was trying to catch the Riddler and little by little he starts uncovering the whole mob thing. But he didn't really give a shit. He was like, yeah, I'll stop that too. It's not until he hears that Falcone, you know, got involved with his father. His father might have had somebody killed. Then he, as Bruce, goes to confront Falcone. If that mm. revelation never came out, he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have cared. Oh, true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, those things I were connected in that sense. Yeah. You know yeah, what? I, mean, I, I like I like to just think that uh, Batman just goes around like a Nico Montoya and uh, it just tells everybody that he's vengeance. I have vengeance for Ben's So, Justin, I'm surprised you don't take issue with this because you know where that line came from. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, that was the whole point of that scene because 
you know, Keaton was supposed to say, I'm the knight, and he ad-libbed it to, I'm Batman. So on the animated series, they wrote it for Conroy. It's, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. And he basically ties it all together. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like, they're going to do that, they're going to put that in there, so it's like, you know, I kind of pick and choose my battles on what I get kind of jerked off about and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's uh, not this worth, movie's jerking it's not you worth. off, I don't want to know what kind of theaters you're going to to see shit. <laughs> <laughs> the happy ending kind. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it is Rhode Island. I've been there too. There could that stuff could exist. Actually, actually technically, I, te- <laughs> technically, I did watch this in Massachusetts. So, I mean, oh, I will say, yeah, Robert Kraft country. Fantastic. Oh yeah, would have been, been sitting there. Would have been there, and somebody go, "Ah, oh, you're wicked smart. You're wicked smart." <laughs> one thing about Batman cutting himself and just dropping. One thing that I love that this film did better than like every other Batman film we've ever gotten by a mile. Batman actually gets hurt in this film, which I like like to yeah. see. I mean, yeah, every other yeah. film, he's back on, except one moment that took me out of the film is when he does the hang glider scene. They have him be, you know, Dark Knight 89 returns back God where he can't get hurt. And which I was so disappointed because the rest of the movie, like we see when he gets hit, like with a shot that, you know, should hurt him. He's like hurt. Like he gets knocked out. I think twice in the movie. Yeah, especially hey, the shotgun blast. Hey, he, 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 yeah, he he does get hurt in returns. He he also gets a bomb going off in his a, face, and he's fine. There's a there's an as there's an aspect where he has to go back to the back cave and get that one uh, nail from Catwoman out of his side. You know what I mean? Don't try to act but, like he doesn't get hurt. Dark in that Knight, movie. And Dark Knight Rises, he just puts on the greatest knee brace ever invented, and is then 100 percent fine. Mm. And you know we'll leave out all the stuff in Dark Knight Rises having to do with his fucking spinal column, but okay. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> well, he wasn't really broken or anything. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? I mean, there's a lot of movie here. Um. Else? Big that I, like, I was. That there I like how uh, they kind of have the foil of the mayor, who's like actually a like not corrupt person, seemingly. As like actually a good person, I saw some people yeah. calling the mayor. Uh, like they're saying, "Oh no, the mayor's clearly." I I see two two things being said. Like either one, oh the mayor's just a woke SJW character, or the mayor's corrupt. I'm like, what? Like she's Wait, neither of those. The, <laughs> what are the, you talking the about? new the new mayor. Yeah. The new mayor. Yeah. How is how is she corrupt? Now, I keep saying that people are saying like, "Oh, she's corrupt." Or on the other side, I see people saying like, "Oh, she's just a." Woke SJW sheriff. I'm like, what? Based on what? Based on what in the movie? <laughs> well, I think I think the problem is is that you first of all, like, unfortunately, not to really want to bring race into this, but it's a black woman going against a white guy, so that kind of gets like a whole like segment of the population True. going right then and there. It True. becomes woke, yeah, which SJW. which is not. Yeah, it's not yeah. just because there's a black woman going against a white guy yeah. does not make it woke necessarily. Yeah, and, some people I will mean, assume that the minute it's a non-white woman. Well, yeah. she also called herself. She's like, I'm a 28 year old progressive. So I yeah, guess, yeah, like yeah, up. like yeah, like stuff like that. Like like there there's some aspects where you could point out that she's a little bit woke, a little bit social justice warrior. You know, wanting to clean up the thing. But I think you know, I think it's pretty clear that like 
you know what happens to her in the end like it's like a wake up call that like yeah. she didn't she didn't truly understand Gotham until that night you know yeah. in in the garden where like you know it's like oh this is you know this is Gotham like you know, I was, going uh... out there trying to quell people because you think your shit don't stink because you just became the new mayor like the side you know what I mean I'm talking. No, I'm talking about um, at the garden when it, no, 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 everything's I know flooding. Saying, but at, at the funeral, like she was had that attitude. She's just like, "Oh, you're Bruce Wayne. I'm going to spend your money." And he's just like, "Who yeah. the fuck are you?" Exactly. Well, like, I mean, she asked you know, she's him, got you know, that like she's got, got like that AOC that program again. Well, that's the problem is that she's got like that AOC attitude about her. You know what I mean? At some points, but it's. I think. I think there was a reality check at the end, and I think you're going to see probably a little more of a mellow. Uh, uh, character if she ends up being you know the mayor yeah. in the next one because I rewatched it with some friends and we looked out for it she never won I mean unless you want to say I want to lower crime and is a policy position but she never actually states like what her like policies for the city are she only ever says to the the mayor who dies like crime's going up under your watch you need to bring it down and she tells Bruce Wayne at the funeral you know your father did a lot for the city. You know, maybe we can work together to try like make some programs to help people. That's all she ever says in terms of, like actual like policies to, towards like what she wants to do. Um, yeah. Although I I do think find it interesting that this you know it's not a huge part of it. This but this movie deals with the politics of Gotham way more than any of the rest of this stuff ever has. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like pretty much every ver- every version of like comic and most movies gotham's like corrupt to some extent so, yeah I mean, that didn't really surprise me um, no it actually comes with the territory i think you're well, right well no i mean i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say this was any more than returns because i mean you have you have like you know Oswald Copperpot running for mayor and you also have Max Shrek who is essentially like running the city of Gotham at that point like you have a lot of like yeah. kind of like uh, you know um, political-ish stuff going on there you know what I mean yeah Dark Knight and, Harvey Dent's trying to get rid of the uh, corruption yeah. plus, plus you still, most people are yeah. corrupt plus you still got Billy D as uh, as uh, Harvey you know sitting around there somewhere you know true yep yeah, so um, I would say this movie was a win in general. Uh, you know, it seems to be doing well, so I would I would think they'll probably announce a sequel at some point in the next I, year. Yeah, yeah. To me, definitely. it was just incredible the difference in quality between like this and like a Marvel movie. Like even like yeah, you know, but even, even always, the ones like, I would describe you know. as good. My biggest gripe with DC movies for a long time was that they were trying to emulate whatever Marvel was doing. And like that was from the start, that's like a wrong strategy to well, do. Uh, the head, they the were head never guy Marvel. DC came out and said, like, from now on, especially after this one, like, we're just letting the directors like do it. Like, we're not gonna do the formula method like Marvel does, which for me I'm I'm so over that. I, I frankly hate it. It works for Marvel, but it doesn't work for DC. Yeah, like, I mean I, I don't out, really like know? most of the Marvel movies, if I'm being honest. But like I mean I'd put this over like pretty much outside of maybe Iron Man one and Cap One, like pretty much every MCU movie. It's just like like the level of filmmaking to me just feels like 
basically another level to those. Well, movies, like I like prefer the... DC to Marvel actually. Like for me, DC is always going to have like up on anything that Marvel does. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the quality of the stuff, like when they do it right, like they're better at it than Marvel is. Right. But Marvel I mean, has it, Marvel line, like... they just stick to it. But like DC was trying. I think yeah. like when you look at it, I think they're still trying to find their themselves or whatever the hell they're gonna do with their movies. Yeah. And like and yep. then whenever Stu gets involved and it's like, Oh, we're not gonna let the director do his thing, but like this is what we but like if you're gonna let them directors direct, like and if you're gonna constantly get stuff like this, like dude, I'm on I'm I'm on like I, I compare with the Russos or like the Russo brothers who yeah. did like a Winter Soldier, Civil War, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. I mean, you compare their directing to like Matt Reeves in this, and like, I mean, Matt Reeves is like operating on like another planet compared to them. <laughs> like, I'm sure they're nice guys, but I'm like, like even like uh, who are the other MCU direct? Like John Favreau with the first two iron man movies like yep correct i'm just like damn like, like honestly and like i'll be honest like matt reeves uh uh i like cloverfield's decent like even the planet of the apes movies i like them but i don't like love them like everyone else does but man i thought like he just like nails it in this in terms of just, oh, yeah. like, ele- like actually making this feel like a uh not just some studio comic book movie like 99 percent of them do to me well, yep. well, I think I think uh, I mean I I mean I think you guys know how much I like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, but um, you know I mean I think I think the other movies are serviceable. Um, I mean this does go up there with some of the stuff that he has done, and I and I like his uh, I like his uh, his directing style, Matt Reeves, and um, he also wrote this, right? Uh, partially, yeah. Did they Partially, take, yeah. Did they take any part of the Affleck script for this? No, they, no. they said they couldn't use it. No, they, I think they scrapped it all over. It was uh, okay. the uh, co-writer. This was uh, Peter Craig, who uh, he wrote uh, The Town, which was a Ben Affleck mm. movie, which great yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, great movie, man. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, you know, the, the writing in this, you know, was good. Um, you know, obviously, besides the, you know, kind of kind of seemed like it's probably like a studio thing of you know you need an action scene you need a driving scene you need like this big giant oh yeah but like you're never gonna escape that yeah yeah Yeah, but uh but i mean i will say you mentioned winter soldier i will i I, I will pull winter soldier above this movie um you know just from some of the aspects of it it. yep Um, now brendan you go ahead josh sorry i gotta i gotta drop out we're about to have dinner so i just didn't want to before we got into anything else, but uh, yeah, and overall, um, I'm the odd one out. I, I did not like this movie. I did not like the writing for the most part. Uh, I love the monologue. Love that opening scene after the creepy ballerina thing, but yep. Um, that's that's about it. Okay, thanks for joining us, man. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you ask Sarah about the journal thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, I, I told you she said Okay, good. I'll we're going tomorrow, and I'll let you know. Uh, right. Sounds cool. good. All right, catch you guys later. Yep. See you, man. See you. later. Um. So yeah, I saw I saw to... the uh, I saw the trailer for that Cerno movie or whatever dog. I thought that was like hilarious, but that's okay. Yeah. One more. Um, the yes. Peter Dinklage Cerno. 
I've oh, seen that yeah, trailer yeah, yeah. a bunch. Yeah, we're going tomorrow, so. Um. <laughs> I'm not, well, I didn't see the trailer, and it's not something that strikes me fancy just from looking at it. I go see anything that Dinklage does. Um, but anyway, the point I wanted to make was, Brendan, you made you made a point about, I think it was you who said that DC is kind of allowing directors to do more without with less interference. And I would think it's fair to say, based on the last couple of movies, that they're kind of on a roll without, without um, over-reliance on the connected universe stuff. Yes, which, I'm so over-connected universes. Yeah. Like, which, I, which I think, you know, Marvel does fairly well, but sometimes at the detriment of their own movies. Um, but, yeah. you know... I think I, I think you can show I think you can show that like a movie is in a universe without like you know doing what some of the stuff that Marvel does with it. Like you yeah. don't need you don't need Iron Man in a Spider Man movie. You don't need you Well, know, I thought um the X Men movies when they were still going, they actually did that like decently well in terms of, like, you know, X Men Days of Future Past, compare that to Deadpool in terms of like how they feel. Like mm. they're technically in the same universe, but I mean, they feel completely different. Like with Marvel, it's just like yep. they all feel the exact same. Um, and yeah, DC, I, I like how they're doing. Like even the Suicide Squad, which I I was the odd one out. I didn't like that one at all. I I would still probably rather watch that. Than... Did that though? I remember you being fairly positive on that. Still, what? I I thought we were all pretty positive on Suicide. No, I, I was the one that didn't like it. Oh, okay. I have to go back and listen to that again. Uh, since I, I didn't like it initially, but since I've thought about it more, I, I like it less. Um, but like even that one, I, I would probably watch that or choose to watch that over most Marvel movies because at least like I find it interesting to watch yeah. in terms of like James Gunn. I may not like what he's trying, but he's at least trying something, mm. yep. if that makes sense. Um, well, yeah, it's but different. I mean, like, you know, I, fresher, if you want to call it like that. Yeah. Like, like, I love the vibe that Shazam gave. That was, like, yep. I got that one in the top ten. Uh, either just in or just outside top ten favorite comic book movies ever. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at their last couple movies, I mean, going back to Aquaman and Joker yep. and Shazam and and this, and I feel like there's another Snyder I mean, Cut. Suicide Squad, uh, the Gun Suicide Squad, uh, the Snyder Cut to a degree. I mean, I, mean, I, I like enjoyed it or that. Hate it, it's definitely unique. Yeah. No, I mean, you and I enjoyed that, I believe. Yeah, um, I, I did like so that. I do think they're kind of on... my top movie of the year, man. Yep. So, hey. Oh, yeah, you, you had that pretty high, too, yeah. Um, I, uh, I I did not see it. Justin, wasn't Suicide Squad your best movie of the year? Uh, last year, uh, it's changed yeah. since I've watched more of them, but yeah, during that pod, it was... When we did the pod, it was Some top... Kinda... Yeah, now it's, now it's nobody. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was really good, uh, I and like I guess that, that gets us to the next uh, DC project, which I guess, depending on which one you care about, is either that League of Super Pets thing or Black Adam. Uh, uh, I'm interested to see how Black Adam turns out. I mean, I can't believe being a live action Adam Smasher when I was a kid for a brief <laughs> time, he was my all time favorite superhero because I just I thought he looked so cool in the animated uh, Justice League yep. series. <laughs> Well, I always, I'm really what I'm intrigued about Black Adam is actually what they're gonna do with Doctor Fate. Yeah, which is we're one get of a my lot of first timers. Like, because I really like ever since, well, even like all the animated stuff in which Doctor Fate showed up, really like 
got it. And then I read uh, one of the latest uh, comic book issues that he was in. One of, I think, whenever his last comic book run was. And I was always fascinated by Dr. Fate. So yeah. announcing that they're going to do it in Black Adam, I was like, ooh. Yep. Isn't that like, Pierce be Brosnan? Pierce Brosnan yeah. And I was like, ooh. I was so, surprised like, I'm they really went with, excited uh, by Black Adam. I was surprised they went with Pierce Brosnan. I thought for sure they'd go with the uh, the new Dr. Fate, who's, I think his name's yeah. Khalid. He's Egyptian. Khalid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've thought for sure. But I mean, yeah. hey, I if mean. It's set in 19, if it's set in like the 1940s or whatever, at least that part of it is. Then yeah. you know maybe the Kent Nelson version makes more sense. Not sure I'm um, sold on Noah Centennial playing Adam Smasher. I just know him as the guy from all the terrible Netflix rom coms. But yeah, I've never seen any. I've maybe, never uh, seen any of those, so uh, I, I think I'm spared that at least. Uh, well, people like to joke on him because he's done like 30 movies, and literally, I think he still has yet to have a positive movie on a uh, Rotten Tomatoes. People yeah. Always, uh, well, I watch any of this stuff, but I'm like, you know, all these Hodges playing. Uh, Hawkman, which I'm no, really I'm also like looking forward to because I'm a fan of. Then like Sarah Sasha is in it, and like I literally watch anything she's in. Yep, I would bet and, with like, Loki. Uh, when did we say it's, uh, it's supposed to come out this year? Uh, October. Loki. So Loki, that's my most anticipated movie of the year. And mm-hmm. when we do the end of the year pod, I'm like, at this point, I'm ninety percent sure it's gonna be number one spot. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I. That, that, that's where my excitement level for it, though. I never try to assign that before I see stuff, but. Oh no, definitely. Like, but like, you know, if I'm gonna like predict like the future and what's gonna happen, like, I think this movie, like, it's gonna be whole better than people expect it to be, and with the whole pumping up that Dwayne Johnson is doing on it. Yeah, I think people are pumped for this movie, and I think it's gonna deliver. And then some. Yep. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do with that. Um, I do, I do kind of like, I do kind of question the idea that, you know, we're never gonna. I don't think we're ever really gonna get a villain Black Adam because it's The Rock. No, there's no way. Like, no, he's gonna be like anti-hero. He'll be, he'll be like Deadpool or something. Yeah, Yeah. like no, but he's never gonna be a villain. Yeah. I mean, even right now in the comic books, he's in the fucking Justice League, so they're clearly even priming the yeah. comic audience for that. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, as long as they, you know, just keep it somewhat along the lines of I don't know if you guys have ever read ever read a uh, Jeff Johns JSA. Just kind of keep that vibe going. You know, lots of JSA characters and adjacent characters in this movie. Yeah. Just do that, and you should be fine. We I do want to hear. Uh, I do want to hear Brent's uh, take on uh, their justice, uh, justice society. I so, don't know. I feel like he's just gonna. I mean, from what I remember, Brent is quite the purist on his JSA. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like more than you are with Batman. <laughs> he's just gonna torch it, um, and he'd have every right to do that if he likes that stuff a certain way. Um, so yeah, as far as. Um, I think we've pretty much hit everything with this movie. I would say for, you know, if you're a fan of the Batman stuff, I would at least give this a shot. Um, you know, I could think sure. of worse. I could think of worse ways to spend two hours and 55 minutes if you're bored. Uh, and uh, yeah. So um, as far as any other things we have coming up, uh, Justin, you'll be happy to know I did get my, uh, 
Blu-ray set of Batman the Animated Series today. Yeah, I, I was I was uh, telling you in there that um, it is also on HBO Max. So oh, I know, but it, I, <laughs> okay. I found it on I found it on Amazon for thirty five bucks. So oh, it was right. physical media always over streaming. Well, I, um, I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want you to buy it just because yeah. I suggested doing the retrospective on it. Oh no, I was gonna. It. It, it was on. It was on my. It was on my list to buy anyway, and I was. Just, oh, okay. I was just waiting. For, I was just waiting for the price to get somewhere where I was okay with it. Um, <laughs> and I found it for thirty five on Amazon. So nice. I'm not actually. I am not actually a physical media over streaming person, just for certain things. Um, like I will always. I will always try to have. Uh, Star Trek stuff on physical media just because I don't trust that that Paramount Plus thing isn't going to go out of business at some point and all that stuff is going to disappear. Um, so also I believe that as I was mentioning with Josh earlier, I think Sarah and I are going to be doing a review of Cerno at some point this week probably. Um, I have to go – Corey and I are going to see that tomorrow afternoon. So um, – Justin, I haven't started Space Force yet, although I know that's something we want to do at some point. Uh, The nice thing about those streaming shows is they don't really go anywhere, so I don't think there's any, like, special time pressure to do that. Um, So, um, and we also have a bunch of uh, Trek content coming this weekend. uh, Anybody here watch uh, The Last Kingdom? No, I've, it's on my really long list of things to get to. I'll give it that. I started it a couple of, uh, I think when like season three dropped. Yeah. Finally got around to watching it and like I fell in love. The last season came out just right. uh, yesterday or like a couple of days ago on the night, I think. Yep. And uh, that's like the, I think they're doing like one last movie to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, and I, I do don't know if we want to do it, but uh, the Adam Project also dropped. I definitely want to try to do the Adam Project at some point in the next week or two. Um, that is, like, like, I'm definitely more to actually watching that one. Yeah, that is something I want to try to get to in the next week or two. Um, we can I buy it as well. We can. Yeah. What was, the, what was that again? We can pot it at some point. Oh, yeah. No, we, watch it. we want to do that. I just need to actually make time to... This might not be the weekend for it. Um, oh, but, yeah. No, no, no. It's like, yeah. We got my wife, a lot of trick stuff to catch up on. My well. wife's gone out of town next weekend for a bar mitzvah, so I'll have time to do all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah. So, sorry. I had, to, I had to step away for a sec. Uh, yeah, no, but with the Space Force thing, um, I don't think anybody's really like, you know, clamoring for a review on that right now. So I think we can wait on. Yeah, yeah, I'm yet to watch season two, so I can probably power through it in a couple of hours. It's just having the time oh, to do it. Oh yeah, because I think it's like ten, like half hour episodes or something. Yeah, oh yeah, it's I, really. I fast. mean, the last, the last I think I watched it in a single day, um, so I can certainly do that again. Uh, and uh, we do have a a fair amount of Star Trek stuff coming this weekend with the because uh, we didn't do the stuff last weekend because my internet blew up for a couple of days, <laughs> so we have um, two episodes of Discovery to review and the first two episodes of the current the new season of Picard, which not to tip my hand too much, but first two episodes of this season compared to last, massive improvement. Uh, the last two oh, yeah, hours, definitely. The last two hours of this show were better than anything they attempted to do in season one. Uh, so I think those will be 
much more. Well, this is coming from somebody who actually the season one. Like I'm loving, I'm digging the season two even more. Yeah, Justin, I'm curious what your thoughts are, given that you know you kind of avoided season one for so long and just decided to watch it one day because we were going to do the show on it. Um, I'll be curious to see what you think of the new ones. Well, we're going to find out on Sunday. Yes. yes, yes, listeners will listen to that on Sunday. And, uh, um, you know, we have all of our away missions that we're going to be doing this weekend. And uh, I think there's a, yep. f- a few other, uh, not exactly sure which ones we have planned this week, but I'm sure we got, I mean, next week, but I'm sure we got something in the, something that we'll do next week. Sarah and I will do Cerno if we don't feel oh, like yeah. then uh, that'll cover us for the week at least. And mm-hmm. I might have some. I might have some solo stuff come out this weekend if there's stuff I'm able to watch while she's not around. I've been meaning to get to the uh, that Oscar Isaac movie, The Card Counter, for a couple of months. Yeah, it's by uh, Paul Schrader. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> so yeah, that that's some. I actually, you know how Amazon has the 30 day rental thing. I rented it a couple weeks ago, and then Let they give you <laughs> they give you 30 days to watch it. I completely forgot that I had it until like the last day of the rental i was like fuck i don't have time for this tonight shit so yes they, then i just let it run out they they still have dvds on netflix oh yeah yeah that's i was explaining to somebody the other day that that's how they still make the vast majority of their money in the really? sense of yeah because in the sense oh, of it. people have those accounts and then I I saw a study that said the vast majority of people don't, you know, like they'll get like two discs at a time and sit on them for months. And then mm. Netflix just collects the monthly subscription fee in exchange for nothing. because It doesn't cost them anything if you don't return them. They don't have to do any processing or mm. whatever. Um, well, I that's find- like a, it's like a gym membership. <laughs> yeah. And actually it brought up a funny thing when our, when our, uh, router blew up and our cable and phone and internet were out. Uh, one of the things we did one night, because I was, I still have, you know, physical Blu- Blu-rays of a lot of things, and we watched The Departed because she, my wife, had never seen that. And when we were dating, and I was, and I was living back in Connecticut, and she was here in Wisconsin, and she had a Netflix disc account, which I now run as far as like which stuff we want to have. Um, she had a copy of The Departed sitting on her like the the table next to our couch for like nine months and never watched it and i just kept saying like return it i have that in my personal collection we'll just watch it when i get there and it took us 12 years (laughs) (laughs) i mean she did return it we didn't pay netflix for it for 12 years but it's just funny little things like that always make me remember that kind of stuff um it would have been hilarious if you did have to pay like the twelve years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean not not for you, but for the story. Yeah. Well, they don't they don't charge late fees anymore. You, I sat on something oh, really? for like yeah they don't there it used to be early on like if you had something for more than like three months they just assumed you weren't going to return it and they charge you for it. Mm. Um, but now they don't do that anymore. Um, so I'm trying to think. We probably do have. This is kind of a dead period for for new releases and whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, I, unless you want to see like the Oscar stuff, like After Gang. Uh, yeah, Gonda's new movie. Well, I think I uh, see, 
I thought we had, uh, we did have an idea though of doing something Oscar related. I don't know if we're still going to do it, but that oh, we made, did. That made... So, isn't the ceremony, isn't the show on the 27th? So, we got to do that soon. Yeah. All right. Yeah, maybe well, that will get the Morpheus comes out on, one. you know. <sighs> April one. Uh, you, you guys can handle that one. Oh, I'm going. I'm going to that just out of curiosity. Um, Morbius. Oh yeah. Yeah. I figure it, it. It. Well, it's got two things going in its column for me. I'm just. I'm overridden by curiosity as to what Leto will do with a role like that. It can't be worse than his fucking Cholo Joker. Um, and uh, I actually. I'm a sucker if you put anybody from Doctor Who in any, any of these movies uh, and Matt Smith. Yeah. <laughs> like, I went to Last Night in Soho for Matt Smith. Um, so, like, if you put anybody from that show in one of these movies, I'm definitely at least going to give it a shot. Uh, so, yeah, I think that about covers it. Um Thank you for joining me, Justin and Brendan. Uh, uh, Justin Milos, I'll see you this weekend. And Brendan, thanks for coming in and batting for us in this one. I know you wanted to do this one a lot. Um, let us know if there's anything. Let us let, us, let me know if there's anything else that we have coming up that you're interesting interested in being part of. Uh, we, you know, we haven't had you on much in the last couple months just because of the, you know stuff that's been out lately i think what was your last one dune probably uh, uh no, he, no he was with uh me and uh josh for the horror one. Oh, oh yes right. texas chainsaw yes yes I said Ch- that one texas out. chainsaw yeah. the, the uh 2022 comedy of the year uh <laughs> texas chainsaw massacre yeah and the, and the uh, spanish italian <laughs> ripoffs that justin did yeah. watch yes 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 <laughs> oh and I have to ask this: We don't usually hit a lot of animated movies. Um, is anybody interested in this Pixar movie that's coming out? Um, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm uh, gonna uh, Turning Red. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Corey and I might watch it this weekend. I don't know if it's worth reviewing though. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna not. watch it with the with the siblings. They're like, yeah. you know, whenever uh, Pixar drops a movie, we're definitely watching it. So like, yeah. yeah. I, I will say, uh, my second favorite movie of the year is this uh, animated movie called Belle. Imagine like a uh, sci fi Beauty and the Beast. Would recommend that type of Oh, yeah. I'm it's really cool. looking for, waiting for that a, one to come out digitally somewhere yeah, so I can actually watch it. It's like it. a kind of like a Disney movie in terms of like their singing pieces. Really cool. Would recommend. Interesting. Yeah, I'm really would... looking forward to actually watching that one. I was wondering what that was. Now that I've had somebody recommend that, I beautiful, might have to look at beautiful it. Beautiful animation. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, as far as our next new release thing, I would assume I will at least do a solo on Morbius when that no, comes No, I'm going to watch Morbius and do it together. Okay, then, yeah, we can do that. Um, awesome. Uh, then the ambulance comes out in April. Uh, uh, yeah. Contractor. Um you still have the login, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think because well, I'm not doing that ambulance shit. <laughs> I mean, Dude, Michael Bay. I'll see you on video. I'm not giving him any more fucking theater money. <laughs> Dude, not... Dude, if Michael Bay can make a cooking channel with you, I'm going to watch it in After the movie. Performers <laughs> movies, he's, he, uh, I'm, uh, Pretty far behind the eight ball with him. Dude, let's freaking review the uh, Michael Bay Transformers movies. Talk about a trip. <laughs> I do 
I do. Hey, dude, dude, like, I watched the original animated cartoons, and hey, that 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 stuff's boring as hell. I would do Wait, the first one. Are you are you talking about Transformers the movie? No, no, no. I'm you talking about the, the animated TV show. Uh, I, I would do the first one, the uh, first Michael Bay one, as long as we also were required to do the animated one, and we have to have Brent on it. Yeah, I'd do that. I love reading my Transformers lore at 3 a.m. on you know some days. <laughs> 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 Dude, I'm actually a Transformers fan, so like what Michael Bay did with his movies, like I'm I'm all, I'm all in for it. Dude, didn't... I unironically love the first and third movie. Milos, didn't oh. you and Brent didn't you and Brent meet each other on some Transformers fan group before we even all knew each other? Nah, maybe Boris, but okay. definitely not me. I, I thought he said that with somebody. I can't remember if it was you or Boris. <laughs> Because I don't do any like chats or groups or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. I remember him saying that with somebody. Maybe it was Boris. Probably Um, Boris. Probably Boris. Last thing I'll say of all the Transformers animated shows there have been, hot take uh, Transformers Cybertron has the best opening song out of any Transformers show ever. Is that the Netflix one? No, it was from like the 2000s. Okay. Autobots, let's roll out. I will. I'll pitch Brent on doing the the animated movie. I don't think it'll be a hard sell. Uh, actually, yeah, I, I think I think we uh, I think I we had an idea. Watch it, but like I'm definitely up for it. Yeah, I think I think we had actually uh, thought about doing a, a pod on that um, before. I think I think I remember talking to him about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely in on that because um, I love that movie. Unironically, <laughs> so. All right, boys, uh, have a great rest of your weekend. And Milos and Justin, I will see you on Sunday. Yep. See you guys. See you on Sunday. All right. Bye, guys. Night.